What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We had three games yesterday. They were all very good. They were all very good games. Red Sox clinched. They moved on to the ALCS. Atlanta took a 2-1 series lead thanks to some clutch hitting by Jock Peterson. San Francisco took a 2-1 series lead thanks to just a great game all around on all fronts, 1-0 in L.A. You saw a lot of good stuff yesterday. Let's get right into it. Let's start with the big game of the night. I would say the big game would be the Red Sox moving on to the ALCS. Red Sox beat the Rays. Final score is 6-5. They win the series three games to one. And this Red Sox team, is, it's something, there, there is definitely some Fenway magic, some home cooking that definitely brings the best out of this Red Sox team. And it's something we saw with this franchise back in 2013. To me, 2013, like this team resembles 2013 more than, you know, some of the other playoff teams for the Red Sox in recent memory because in 2013, Boston was, like through the regular season, yes, they were good, but, you know, they had some ups and downs. But when they went into the playoffs, nobody really expected them to do anything. They just got really hot at the right time. Some some veterans who, I mean, 2013, it was, it was guys like Johnny Gomes, you know, guys like that, Mike Napoli. Veterans who joined the team and played a really big role in the playoff push. I mean, this season, I mean, I wouldn't say it's veterans, but it's just like a a group of, I don't want to say it's a ragtag bunch, but it's definitely very good players, but a group of players who came together out of nowhere. You know, Hunter Renfro, Kike Hernandez, guys who were somewhat of an afterthought on the market last offseason. Heim Bloom put them together, and they've been paying massive dividends for Boston this year. So what did we see in the game last night? Well, there was no there was no ground rule double controversy this time. But this game ended in the bottom of the ninth on a Kike Hernandez sack fly. And it was six to five. Second straight night they get a walk-off win. But it was it was pretty close. It was pretty close, obviously, not just the score. The Red Sox got out to a strong lead because they scored five runs in the third inning. And in that third inning, it was looking like it was about to be a blowout, and they were just playing pepper with the monster. It was like hit after hit after hit off the green monster. And five runs in a third, a big five-run third, they got to a massive lead. But the Rays were were, were not going to go down easy. They weren't going to go down easy. I would say, obviously, the big swing in this game here was the two-run homer by Wander Franco, which made this a one-run game late in the game. And it was like, okay, wait a minute. This kid, first of all, he's like... So you have Kike Hernandez, who's really hot on the Red Sox side, but Juan Franco on the Rays side has been really hot too. And, yeah, everyone's like, okay, this is probably the last person you want to see up in a close game. Well, he he, he did hit a two-run homer, bring it within one. But – and then later, you know, the, the Rays would tie it, but obviously Red Sox were able to get that win. So they're moving on to the ALCS. They will play the winner of the White Sox and Astros series. One thing to remember, I mentioned that Fenway Magic – you know, the difference between 2013 and 2018 is that in 2013, Boston had home field advantage all the way through. If they, I mean, actually, it doesn't matter. They've already made it to ALCS. It doesn't matter if they play the White Sox or the Astros. They will not have home field advantage. So that's that's going to be different, right? Obviously, you have to steal a win on the road. I mean, we'll talk about this when the time comes, when we find out who, who, um, who wins that series. But, you know... Boston would have to 
steal a game on the road so that they can regain a home field at Fenway. I'm not really sure who they're hoping for. I mean, they're probably hoping for the White Sox, honestly. Um, just because that Astros team in minute, like at Minute Maid Park, that's that's a team that's hard to beat. That's a team that's hard to beat. I mean, they didn't really do well against either team during the regular season. They were three and four against the White Sox, two and five against the Astros in the regular season. But I think it's just that home field. Minute Maid Park in October is, is not a place you want to play as a visiting player. So let's move on to the other games. I would say the other game, I mean, we're going to talk about all of them, but let's go to Atlanta. This was the afternoon game. Jocktober, calling it Jocktober. Jock Peterson is, I don't want to say he's made for the big stage, but he has he's had his fair share of, of big hits on the big stage. Obviously playing for the Dodgers for so long, he's been in a lot of playoff games. He has a lot of playoff experience. But yesterday was a three-run homer, a pinch hit three-round homer in the bottom of the fifth to put Atlanta on the board. It was a scoreless tie at that time. And those those three runs were, I mean, those three runs on that swing were all the Braves would need. That's all they would get. That's all they would need for a 3 nothing win over the Brewers. So now they take a 2-1 lead. They're still at the crib. They're at home. They're going to try to clinch and win it and send themselves to the ALCS. Will they do it? We don't know. We will... We'll wait and see. That's going to be later today. On the pitching side of things, Ian Anderson held things down. The young right-hander. I mean, this dude, obviously, you know, when you when you throw a bunch of shutout innings, I mean, they, they shut out the Brewers, and that's a good Brewers team. You're doing something right. You're doing something right. But I, I would also just, you know, give props to the, the Braves' front office or the manager, uh, Brian Snicker, for pushing the right buttons. They know that Jock Peterson is a guy who mashes right-handed pitching. He really does. I mean, if you look at his splits for his career, he is, yeah, he, he's the perfect platoon player if you need someone to mash righties. That's what Jock Peterson does, and he does it on the big stage. He did it yesterday. So the Braves will try to clinch and move on to the NLCS today. Can they beat the Brewers? Will the Brewers put up a fight? Very well could. And in these best-of-five series, you know, there's a huge difference between a best-of-five series and a best-of-three series, right? Obviously. In a best-of-five series, you can you can gamble a lot more with your pitching. You don't – because you you're, tomorrow is not promised. If you need an arm, it doesn't matter if he was scheduled to start tomorrow, you're going to make him pitch today. In a best-of-seven series, you don't have as much flexibility because, you know, the, you, you do have – some travel days built in there where you can rest guys and stuff like that. It's a best of four, uh, sorry, best of seven where you have to win four games. So you, you can be a little bit more conservative with how you pitch guys and and save guys. But you can expect, for example, you know today, don't expect anybody to hold anything back from the Brewer side of things and their bullpen and whatever they are missing. Devin Williams, but expect to see starters out there if need be. And then if we head to Dodger Stadium, close game in Dodger Stadium, a one nothing San Francisco win. See, this Dodgers team is very tough to beat. Obviously, right? A one nothing victory over the San, sorry, over the LA Dodgers in LA, that is a very good sign. To me, that is a sign that the San Francisco Giants can win it all this year. I, I really think they can. If you can, if you can win these close, this is the second time they want to they've beat. LA in a close game now with good pitching and we all know pitching is what wins in the postseason that's what that's what it takes because unlike these best of five series we're seeing now like okay sure you can you can throw a bunch of pitchers 
without need for rest. When you get to the best of seven, that's where the, the depth of your rotation is going to be tested. And it seems like it seems like the Giants have guys who can eat up innings and be very effective, therefore saving your bullpen for, you know, when they're when they're better utilized, should I say. Yesterday, it was still great pitching on both sides. They had Max Scherzer starting for LA, seven innings with ten punch outs, one earned run. Usually, you know, a game like that, that's gonna be, you know, enough to get the win. The one earned run was a solo shot off the bat of Evan Longoria. And then on the SF side, Alex Wood gave them four and two-thirds shutout, and then the bullpen took it over from there. Trevor Rogers, you know, the submarine right-hander. Sorry, Tyler Rogers. I'm thinking of his twin brother. Tyler Rogers, the submarine right-hander pitcher, looked good out of the pen as well. Then Jake McGee and then Doval. One, one, big, uh, one big point that people were making yesterday was the wind. So the wind was definitely a factor. Yesterday, howling wind at Dodger Stadium. Of course, both teams had to play through it, but the, the the game ended on a flyout by Gavin Lux to center field, right? And that ball actually had an 890 expected batting average. So that means that swing with that launch angle and that exit velo is a hit 89% of the time. But it wasn't yesterday because the wind was so strong and blowing in, it held it up. I mean, Gavin Lux thought he had it, thought he tied the game. I mean, it wasn't even just that. There was a situation where Mookie was up at the dish and, you know, he he ropes a liner to shortstop and Brandon Crawford makes a leaping grab. And I, as soon as he made that catch and that end of the inning, that would have tied the game. As soon as he made that catch, you know, that was when I kind of started thinking, I'm like, you know, this San Francisco team, they're they're putting everything together. You know, it's it's about good pitching, timely hitting, good defense. They did all of that last night. They did absolutely all of that. And you're like, okay, they really do have the ingredients of a championship team. But let me not speak too soon because we're still talking about the L.A. Dodgers here who have those same ingredients as well. This series could flip on a dime, but I'm just saying that in last night's game, the Giants looked really impressive and they did everything that they're supposed to do. Everything, you know, a winning team supposed to do. So we will see how that proceeds, but the series will continue tonight. So that is where we stand. That is our update. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.